Hey there, uh, Cave Company Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to uh, Sex and Other Human Activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and um, I wrote in and uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only, you know, I lost my family, I lost my house. And um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing that they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecomingradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from last podcast on the list because he needs, he needs your, your attention. He needs your affection. Um, so thank you, and enjoy sex and other human activities. Don't put me in there. <laughs> Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities. I'm Marcus Barks. And I'm Jackie Zabrowski. Inside the boiler room. I don't know. Room. You're looking at me saying that over <laughs> and creeping me out. It just makes me think of the boiler room that used to be um, when when Cave Comedy Radio first started. It was in yeah. Marcus's basement. That's right. And there was a boiler room inside of the basement that I remember Ed Larson from the Round Table of Gentlemen locked me in. <laughs> Because he thought it was really funny, but when you are drunk and it is very dark inside of a boiler room, I got really scared. I mean, I knew he was going to let me out. Yeah, of course. But it's still, I mean, there's just something about it. We used to call that room the ghost machine, remember? (laughs) I think that's, maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe the fact that I thought it was a ghost machine. Oh, that deep, dark, dank little basement. Yeah. Uh, I miss it sometimes. I miss it too. I feel like it really just let your demons just... I mean that's when, right our, out. that's when our demons were at full force. They were. <laughs> if you ever go back and listen to the early Roundtable of Gentlemen episodes, man, we were all in a dark place. <laughs> oh there yeah. There was actual documentation of us all being in some of, for pretty much all of us, the worst times of our lives. Oh, absolutely. And it, those early episodes are the darkest episodes of anything we've ever recorded. Even just listening to them back to back with current episodes, you know. Weirdly enough, we're growing up, and it is on record of us growing up. Yes, absolutely. And how we deal with our issues. So I think it's a kind of interesting experiment. I think it is. It's definitely an interesting thing that I don't think a lot of people have that. Where I mean, I think some people have like journal, like they look back at like journal Journals, entries, right. you know, like I think, but with us, it's public journal entries in a weird stream of consciousness kind of way, like this visceral, primal outpouring of just shit there is a specific episode i was actually i think that's why it's on my mind i was i was listening to some of them and there is one specific episode of i was when i was in my it was in my bad times of me sleeping with someone at a bar and i didn't realize what time it was and i came late to the podcast oh, yeah. because I was in some bathroom at a bar <laughs> with someone that I didn't know and I was just like I gotta go and then I showed up <laughs> and I said that that's what I was doing on air and yeah. I was just a mess <laughs> I was ju- I was just drunk as hell and I I, I, I don't even sound like myself no. it, it's pretty terrifying yeah and like when you hear it and then i heard that episode and i was like i can't listen to these yeah i don't think i can actually i I actually can't listen to them you know i don't think i've ever gone back and listened to them it's hard yeah it's really hard I, i think that's why like for me personally which we've talked about before it's like a lot of my journals i get rid of or i destroy yeah because i it like sets you like if you reread them or you want to revisit those times which is healthy in different times of your life which I feel like it was healthy for me because it made me sit there and think I'm really really proud of what I am becoming yes you should be (laughs) you know (laughs) which is that is a good part of it but it also in listening to it I sat staring at a wall for an hour afterwards just nothing. Just because I, I, I just can't believe it sometimes. I can't believe it either. I mean, I can, but I, I can. can uh, yeah, right. I can because I was there. Right. But it is, it seems so far. I mean, it is so far moved. That was four years ago. Was that four years ago? Yeah. 
Yeah, we started the roundtable four years ago this summer. Wow. Yeah, strangely enough. Growing up. Yeah, growing up, man. We're fucking doing it. <laughs> kind of. Uh, well, yeah, what we want to start, what we want to talk yeah, today sorry, is... Sorry, was a little no, of course, divergent no, no. there, but... Well, that's what we need. <laughs> uh, Easter's coming up this Sunday. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, of course, like, we know a lot of our listeners out there uh, have to suffer through living in the Bible Belt uh, yes. and have to suffer through religion uh being forced down your throat every day and some people it's not suffering and some people enjoy it which is completely awesome of course that's great like i've got nothing against people who have religion uh i mean i I have something against people who force religion but i've got nothing against people like i've always believed that religion should be a private uh, and personal thing uh but i know uh, a lot of people out there uh have to pretend yes especially during these very Jesus-y holidays. You have to pretend, even though you know it is made out, it's Easter Bunny, it's candy, it's for kids, but it's not because there's a much deeper meaning behind it. And I don't like, I was raised Catholic and raised by a mother that hated Catholicism, but it was still shoved down our throats anyway. Mm. And I think that that is the weirdest fucking concept <laughs> for you to be so against something and to still shove it down someone else's throat because that's how it has to be. A lot of people do that. A lot of parents do that because they feel, I know definitely uh, in Texas, a lot of people feel that their children have to go to church uh, because they have to learn that stuff uh, somewhere. And I always find that strange that uh, that parents believe that they have to learn it through a church rather than just teaching it themselves. That's what I don't understand. I guess and I never understood it growing up that why be scared of these concepts that don't exist in my head Yeah, why have to be a good person because that's what the bible says or you're going to go to hell why not just be a good person Yeah, why do you have to threaten someone with eternal damnation to get them to be a good person rather than just raising them treating everyone fairly yeah i don't know maybe it's a passing the buck type of thing maybe it's a laziness thing uh and maybe it's not, not even a laziness thing maybe it's just a time thing that right. you don't get to spend as much time with your kids as you'd like teaching them the sort of lessons that you'd like to teach them uh so you kind of pass it off to uh to the church you pass it off to sunday school which by the way sunday school is so much more terrifying uh than the actual church could ever be because in church you don't fucking pay attention it's just droning on and And you're trying to stay awake yeah you're trying to stay awake Uh, eventually my parents let me bring books because my i was just fucking fidgeting and running around and all that kinds of shit give me a book i'm fucking fine but sunday school is when you're one-on-one Almost like the most you have in there is like 10 kids. Uh, and that episode of the Simpsons where they're in Sunday school and they talk about like, you know, today we're going to talk about hell. And that's true. People right. do that. That is a part of Sunday school uh, where they will come in and they'll talk about hell that day and they'll talk about consequences of sin and all of that. And you're, and, but they're talking to like seven-year-olds. Right, and just scaring the fucking shit out of them. Yeah. Because they're trying to scare them straight. Yeah. But, you know, I would rather have to like sleep in a prison overnight to be scared straight. <laughs> I feel like that television show, that's how you scare kids straight. Yeah. You know, show them real life. Don't talk about this hell that it's like, it's just a concept that doesn't exist, no, in doesn't. my own personal opinion. No, of course not. And the only thing that uh, God and religion ever made me ashamed of or ever made me think I was going to hell was jerking off. Right. It didn't make me jerk off any less. No, but you just thought about it. Yeah, I just felt bad about it every <laughs> time I did it. You know, it's just... Bleh. See, that's how I feel that it's more... It's to guilt you into being a good person as yeah, well. Which isn't good. It's not the right way to get anyone to do anything. And why should you feel guilty for every single choice in your life? I feel like that... One thing that I was raised with is that we were given a choice over whether we wanted to you know, go to church or what we wanted to believe in. We were definitely given a choice. And now when I talk to my mom, she's just like, I just thank God that you're not atheist. You know, at least you're agnostic. She's like, well, you know, I don't know. What does it matter? What does it matter? (laughs) Why do we all have to have like different 
words to describe how we believe about it's like let me just be a person yeah i'm just like a human being just fucking live a, a good life and try not to hurt others that's all you can fucking do and i think that guilt once you start attaching guilt to it guilt leads to resentment right real fucking fast yes uh and if you start guilting people into being a good person then being a good person makes you resent the act of being a good person because you've been guilted into it and you're not doing it for the right reasons you're doing it out of some way to escape this eternal damnation uh, of hellfire and fucking brimstone. It doesn't work. Not in the way that it should. Now, I'm going home this weekend. Yeah. It is my niece's communion. (sighs) (laughs) And this comes from my family that it is, again, like my sister, they do not go to church. They don't, you know, live, they don't read the Bible, but they believe, like my sister believes that she has to have all of the sacraments done yeah, so that she can be just like everybody else is basically what she told me. Why? Yeah. And my mom was like, well, you had, I was forced to have all of my sacraments as well, which is christening, communion, confirmation. And my mom said that she made me have that so that I can get married in a church someday. Because I guess according to Catholicism, you can't get married in a church unless you've had all your sacraments. I don't give a fuck. I'm not getting married in a church. I don't even want to go inside of a church. And I'm down because churches are beautiful and yeah. you know the respect and I understand all that. But I just feel like I'm going to burn up when I walk in. I was like, can I just stand out front and chain smoke while the whole thing goes down? I'll give her. And then my sister wanted me to buy her a cross. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I can't do it. Yeah. And I know that that's really terrible. And I was talking to my mom. She's like, just do it. What's your problem? Just do it. I won't do it. Yeah. I don't want to. It's not something I was like, I would rather give her a hundred bucks <laughs> <laughs> than buy her a cross. I mean, you, you got to ask yourself, like, who's that for? What's that for? Is it for her? No. No. No, it's not for her. She couldn't give a fuck less she's eight years old she's eight years old she doesn't want you know a cross doesn't matter to her at all like no and it's fun for her because she gets to wear a frilly dress and you know it gets to all be about her and that's great that sounds like fun Mm -hmm. but i remember mine the time is like that's when you know you have to start going to confession yeah oh my god why put a child through that you know, I was so fucking ridden with guilt at one point in my life that I felt like I wanted to uh, convert to Catholicism. I looked into converting to Catholicism because I wanted to confess. Oh, I, man. Like, I had that need in me. So, I mean, I look back on it and I realize I should have just been fucking going to therapy. Good, there, exactly. Well, <laughs> that's should've. a real, like, that's, that's a, how you should confess. That's how you <laughs> should confess. That's a confession that matters, you know, uh, because my therapist isn't going to fucking punish me. Uh, she's going to, you know, maybe admonish me and maybe say like, yeah, you know, that was kind of fucked up, but she's going to help me figure out how to not do that again, uh, and how to let go of it. Uh, so I'm not tortured by it and how to make amends, uh, rather than just, you know, five Hail Marys, some shit like that. still remain like stewing in your guilt and having like the judgment of a priest who has never been married, who has never had (laughs) a family, who has never, they live different lives than we lead. How can you go to them for counsel? Yeah. I I don't don't understand that. And yeah, that, that thought like of, uh, some converting to Catholicism, I wasn't young. I was like 20. Wow. 21. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Religion had a grip on me for a long time. So you went to church every Sunday? Uh, For a little while. When we were kids, we went to church almost every Sunday uh, in Sunday school. I went to vacation Bible school every Sunday or every summer. Uh, And once I got to high school, we went less and less. Uh, So we started going to the Methodist church and it's a fucking, it's still a great place. And it was a a real cool, like, you know, God is love, uh, love each other. That's all we're like. Like my, like the pastor always had like a great way. Like after he'd say like something good, he'd go, that's all it is. <laughs> See, that's what I feel like. And he was I a did, great guy. He's I missed still a great out on guy. that. Yeah. I, I feel that in a lot of communities that church is a community. It is something that it is a family. It's done it, right. It, when it's done right. They're just so few and far between, at least in my own personal experience in all of my growing up, I never went to church and felt like I was safe or felt like I was comfortable. And unfortunately in my family's history, there has been molestation problems. There has, and and that is something that there is that weird also guilt 
mm-hmm. through generations of my family that I feel like that's something of a reason of why we were still forced to go because it's like, I think my mother always thought it was her fault. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that's put upon you that it's your fault. Oh, that's how it always goes. For those things that had happened. But then why put your children in that danger as well? Yeah, in the same exact situation. Yes. Where the same exact thing could happen. Yes. And and that's something that I don't understand. And I understand that the concept of religion should be above that. And I do, honestly, personally, I believe in higher power. I believe that we're not the only thing. But... I also don't think that it should be forced. And honestly, this is probably the first time I've ever actually talked about my religious views, even though I'm being general about it, because it kind of scares me to talk about religion. And and I feel weird about it because I never want anyone to think that I want them to think that the way I do. Yeah, I get that. No, I get that. And not only that, but I think that's the thing. uh, Strangely enough, I think religious beliefs are the things that people judge each other harshest on. Right. Whether they're atheists, you know, an atheist will judge you harsh, harshly uh, for believing in anything whatsoever. And go, mm, wow, what a weak mind. Fuck off. You know, or somebody who is extremely religious will judge you for even being agnostic. Uh, and there's so much judgment all around. And if it's personal and it's private, then it shouldn't give a fuck. But on the other hand, this show is also all about us talking about the personal and private. Right. Uh, so it's, you know, only fair and only right that we should talk about what we believe on here but i do believe that especially like for our younger listeners i always held how i felt in my heart i do think it's something that you should think about whether you're forced to go to church or whether you're not forced to go to church i think it's an interesting concept to at least think about yeah to research a little bit uh we did go to a unity church as well we learned about a bunch of different religions Hence why we also had the choice of what we wanted to choose. But I think the whole concept, I mean, it's just interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting to think about. I love thinking about it. I was just talking, uh, I was talking with a girl. She doesn't refer to herself as a Wiccan, but, you know, she believes in the power of women that comes from the earth. And that's how my mom believes as well. And we recently just had the blood moon. And women are highly tied to the cycles of the moon. And I couldn't sleep at all that night. Really? And I talked to a bunch of other women that also were very restless that night. And I think it's interesting. It was weird. It was weird dreams. Almost all of the women I worked with, it was very weird that it was some sort of deep upset in females. Hmm. At least the ones I had talked to. What night was that again? Tuesday night. Mm. No, it's today Tuesday. Tuesday night. Mm. Yes. Monday night. Monday night. Monday night. Monday night. Uh, yeah. Sorry, okay. I forgot what day the week was. <laughs> 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 but I just think, I, you know, it, it's things like that where... You know, I, sometimes I find comfort in believing in something. You know, what's funny is that I, I remember Tuesday morning, uh, Nikita woke up and she was like, yeah, I had fucked up dreams last night. Really? Yeah. 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 Because, you know, I've been having real fucked up dreams lately. Yeah. But she woke up that day. She was like, yeah, I think your uh, fucked up dreams kind of uh, made their way over to me. Now I think about it. Holy shit. Huh. What about the blood moon? Oh, it's all about the blood moon. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I, and so now with Easter coming up and I have to go home and pretend like I believe on some sort and I'm not a bitch I'm not gonna be like fuck this church shit (laughs) because I'm also a good person of course and I think that part of not judging other people based on their religious beliefs is just having solace in yourself and having confidence and like well I believe what I believe and you believe what you believe and yet that starts wars there's just so many problems with religion the way people preach and the way people force and I just feel like it's our job to not do that anymore. Yeah. It's our job not to do it to other people. It's our job not to do that to our children. And I think that we should. I think that's one of the tasks that our generation is charged with. Right. To Just changing it. Yeah, to change the way that uh, belief and uh, religion works. Not just, and yeah, you know, I'd say not just religion, but yeah, just the way that belief works in this world. Uh, I think that's very important going forward as far as this country goes and as far as fucking humankind goes in general, is that if we change the way we believe, then that's going to change the way we live. And if we change 
not if we cease to judge people whether they believe in something or whether they don't believe in something you know if you seize that uh and you don't worry about what other people believe uh and you don't force what you believe on somebody else and say this is right this is what has to happen as long as you don't do that then it's fucking fine like that's something like if we just take that out of the equation uh then you know what man the world will be a hell of a lot happier place I mean, and also, it's not I've, like, you know, people in, you know, you know, fucking Yemen are going to be listening to us, but. Yeah, I mean, but also a lot of places it's hard to make this decision. It, you, you don't, you're not allowed to choose. Yeah. You're not allowed to not teach your children the religion that you have to teach them. But here in the Western world. That's what I'm saying. We have, that's you what, can, we should do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking do it, man. Just uh, fucking do it and it'll be all right. Or at least, at the very least, it'll be better. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to our letters for today. All right. All right. Well, yeah, the first one, we, I want to first of all uh, thank Liz uh, for writing in. Hell something yeah. uh, very nice indeed. And she has the a similar sentiment to uh, uh, Squishy Sally. Let's read what Squishy wrote. First, I want, and of course, this is uh, in response to uh, last week's uh, episode. And I just got to tell everyone, I'm fine. You're doing better. <laughs> you're, you, you are a lot better. But although yesterday you needed to talk about it. Yeah. And there are times when sometimes you need to talk about shit. Yeah. Yeah. I needed, I, of course, like I needed to talk about it. I needed to get off my chest, you know, all of this. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, you know, it was about this, uh, you know, the research I've been doing for the last podcast has been really fucking getting to me just on the last episode, you know, the whole uh, pedophile government ring and all that. Really fucking getting to me. But what I realized about all of this is that that is part of their plan. Getting people down, getting all of us down about this. And that's scared. part of the, It's part, yeah, scared and depressed and miserable. It's part of their plan. These fuckers, what they do is they pollute the collective unconsciousness of mankind. Well, it's the same with the media. That's exactly what the news does, too. Yeah. It, pollutes, it pollutes all of our collective unconsciousness. Uh, and if you let them get to you, if you let them worm your way or worm their way into your fucking brain, then they win. That's what they want. If they found out that this was uh, affecting all of us this much, they would fucking laugh. They would laugh their asses off because it's what they enjoy. It's what they want. They live to cause pain and misery. And they want to watch the other world human fucking beings. burn. They want to watch the world burn. They want to watch people give up. And you know what? I'm not going to fucking give up. Yeah. You know, I can't do anything. I know for a fact, I can't do anything about that. I can't do anything about the way our government is run and all the horrible things that rich people do. I can do jack shit about that. But I can have control over how these people fucking affect me and mine. So, yeah. And you can be a good person. Yeah. And that makes a difference. That's how you do it. Yeah. Don't add to the poison. Yeah. Try and extract the poison. Don't take the fangs out of the snake. (laughs) But love the snake. Yeah. Love the snake. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I love the snake. You know, I used to have a pet snake. I miss him. Did he bite you? He froze to death. Interesting. Um, how? <laughs> uh, Lubbock, Texas, fluctuating temperatures. I left the I left my house in the morning in a t-shirt. Uh, I came back that night and it had snowed three inches. I forgot to turn on his heat lamp. There was no heat in the house. Froze to death. He froze to death. Yeah. By oh, the time man. I got by the time I got home, he was going into convulsions and he was dead by the morning. Oh my god, that's terrible. It was awful. What was his name? Oh, Xavier. Oh, that's yeah. a good name. Isn't it a good name for a yeah. snake? Xavier. Yeah. Hello, Xavier. And I always said it like that. Mm, yes, oh, Xavier. Yeah. Yes. Swirl around my arm. I used to Slither. want my firstborn child to be named Xavier. Xavier Zabrowski. Ooh, that's a good one. I think it's a bit of a tongue twister. It's a bit of a tongue twister, but you know what? It's worth it. And his initials would be XZ. Ooh. <laughs> we can all call him Eggsy. Eggsy. <laughs> oh, well, it sounds like short for eczema. It sounds like he's itchy all over. Just a itchy, itchy, itchy Eggsy. boy. I think mean, you just call him itchy boy. <laughs> hey, itchy boy. Eggsy, eggsy, eggsy. Oh, good. So he'll be made fun of for the rest of his life. For the rest of his life. Like, my be, children won't be anyway. He'll be 50. And <laughs> it's still it's just eggsy, eggsy. Hey, eggsy. That sounds like something like a British. Oi, eggsy. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, except that would be spelled like E-G-G-S-Y. You know, like yeah. eggsy. Eggsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Banksy. 
Yeah. But eggsy. eggsy. (laughs) Poor fucking kid. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's uh, let's get to this letter. She said, first, I want to tell you a secret. We are all affected by the horrible shit. If we weren't, we would be psychopaths or sociopaths. And the fact that you're affected by pedophilia so deeply does not make you a pussy. It makes you a human being. Second... We are taught from the get-go, at least social workers are, self-care. It is drilled into us the importance of taking care of ourselves. Good on you for not researching on the trainer home. Continue to keep work at work. Take the time to do stuff for yourself that makes you happy. Keep going to therapy. Alcohol is not a good antidepressant. I'm sure you know that already. No, it's not. (laughs) At night when you're going to sleep, read happy comics. No news, no research, no horror movies, no movies from the Lifetime channel. Try to do this at least 15 to 20 minutes before going to bed. Uh, Continue to talk to your friends and continue to check in with yourself and take the necessary steps to take care of your mental psyche. I heard an interesting story from my former workplace where a highly respected manager on our crisis inpatient unit suddenly showed up to work in judges robes and a gavel wanting to turn the unit into an impromptu court no one had any idea they thought he was handling everything so well turns out he kept all that shit in and snapped bottom line marcus you're not a pussy take care of yourself much love squishy sally that's why it's so important to communicate. Yeah, it's man. So important to yeah, talk about how you feel or other, write it down. Yeah, otherwise you're going to fucking snap like a fucking man, a manager showing up and just, I mean, I can't imagine that guy's thought process that day. Like, he just did he snapped. Get, there was no thought process. He just did it. How long do you think those judges' robes and the gavel were in his closet before he finally decided today's the day? I would say probably a while. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, I mean, if you, like, if you think about it, if you are stewing on something, no matter how big or how little it is, but I'm sure that he had a lot of shit on his brain mm-hmm. that he was not dealing with and processing properly. That's why you have to check in yeah. with yourself. See how you are doing on the inside or else one day when you snap, you have no control over it. No, you really don't. And honestly, thank God he did it that peacefully. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, there are a lot of ways to snap. Look, I mean, you could see that at his root, he was a good person. Right. Because he was just tired of all the shit. He wanted to judge right from wrong. Yeah. He, you know, it was time for there to be just, like decisions to be made and he wanted to be in control of over it because he probably didn't have control for a long time. Yeah. No more paperwork. You know, no more... Uh you know, no more slow judgments, kids sitting in uh, horrible homes for months before just they done. can find some more It's just done. You're done. Move to the next. You're done. Move to the next. That's all he wanted. Yeah. Man. It's, it's funny how I can kind of uh, relate to the guy. Definitely. Of yeah. course, because especially... I think yeah. anyone can. Yeah. That sometimes you just... You don't want to muddle through it. You don't want to watch people suffer anymore. You just want it to be one or the other. Yeah. You know, and I think some people snap the other way. I think some people snap uh, when they start thinking about, like, I don't want them to suffer anymore. You see that in when uh, mothers kill their children. You know, of right. course, I've, uh, you know, I've researched that a lot as well. Uh, and a lot of them will say, like, I wanted to send them to heaven. Right. Or I, wanted, I didn't want them to suffer in this world anymore. That woman, uh, I think her name is Andrea Yates or Gates in uh, Houston, drowned five of her kids in a bathtub uh, because she said she wanted to send them to heaven. Of course, she was horribly mentally, just had postpartum depression, all kinds of awful but shit. But that's why a lot of times when women kill their children, it's not out of hate. No. And th- it's just, you snap. Yeah, you just fucking snap. Sometimes you just snap. And thank Christ this guy snapped in a admittedly hilarious way. And that's why if you if you realize yourself that you are not... I feel like when you are stuck inside of your head, it's hard to just like break out and talk to somebody about it. But writing things down, I feel like, and is when we were talking about earlier about not going back and reading through things, but sometimes you should go back and read through things because you can watch as you change. Yeah. And if what you're writing down is getting darker and you need to find help. Yeah. Basically, if it's been getting darker for a long time, then yeah, that's when you can think like, oh, fuck, this isn't enough. There's something there needs to be something else. It is funny. I did go back recently and read some stuff that I wrote about three, about three years ago, and I couldn't believe it, like how far I'd come. You know, I couldn't like I was reading it. And and I think it's a very good sign of, uh, you know, reading something when you look at it and you think, how did I not have that shit figured out by that point? 
Right. You know, how, how was I so lost? Uh, and it makes you feel better about where you are now. Uh, that even if, like, if you're feeling lost, you know, maybe go back to uh, read some stuff from a time when you knew that you were in the fucking depths, you know, in the very bottom. Uh, and that will show you how far you've come. And I think that perspective is something that a lot of us need. Definitely. It definitely made me feel like my head was on my shoulders, even though I haven't been feeling that way lately. And it's really helped. Also, honestly, we, we were talking like just what Squishy Sally was just saying, like me reading before I go to sleep at night. Marcus just gave me a book to read. Mm-hmm. It's called Skippy Dies. It's fucking fantastic. I am. I needed a new book to read. I've not had a phone or screen or anything in my bed for the past week. And it like I just been reading and I've been imagining more. Yeah. You just need an alternate universe to go to sometimes and it's really helping with my day to day. Yeah, man. I, I went, needed to read. Yeah, it, it's amazing how much that helps. Like after, uh, you know, I was at my, like, the lowest point of all that research and shit, I went out and bought this uh, this novel. I think I talked about it a tiny little bit uh, last week, but I went out and bought this fantasy novel called The Name of the Wind, and it's like seven, 800 pages long. I'm like 50 pages away from finishing it because I've been doing nothing but reading. Not, like last night was one of those nights I hadn't had it in a while where you read a book and you look up and realize that you've been reading it for three hours yeah. and it's suddenly 3 a.m. You're like, oh, fuck. But it's such a great time, you know? And I went to sleep last night. No nightmares. Like, That's nothing awesome. like that. And as far as watching something before bed, what I've been doing the last, uh, I'd say like the last two weeks or so, is I go to bed watching Ken Burns The West. <laughs> oh, that'll put you to sleep. That will definitely put you to sleep. <laughs> That's the song every episode starts with. Hey, oh, gotcha. I've never watched the show. It's wonderful. I'm sure. Yes, it is full of death. <laughs> uh, there's a whole episode called Death Runs Riot. That's yeah. about bleeding Kansas and the Civil War and all that shit. But that doesn't, you know, that stuff doesn't bother me. Historical death doesn't bother me, you know. And historicals like I can read books about the plague and I'm like, yeah, whatever, uh, because it's so far removed. Right. Even though I can watch the West and I can say, you know, for a fact, like, oh, shit, that's what my uh, ancestors went through. Uh, if it was like really hard. But that also kind of makes me feel better. It's like, all right, I come from hardy people. You know, <laughs> people like uh, some answers went through that really hard shit and they came out the other end. And, you know, and I'm a, a part of that lineage. So, you know, I can buck up and do the same. Also, I've been really enjoying the philosophies, like the life philosophies and the fun, happy things on the Facebook page. Yeah, we didn't even mention that yet. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, the Facebook page has been fucking great. We had it we've had it for a couple of weeks now and everyone's been posting their like personal philosophies, some really fucking great ones. Uh, you know, one of them said, you know, there are no uh what is it? There are no regrets, just lessons learned. Yeah, and I, I love, love that. I love that. Like, I also really enjoyed fail gloriously. Yeah, I, that I enjoyed was fucking that one as well. awesome. Yeah, 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 those are fucking great. So yeah, thanks everybody for uh, for writing those things, for responding to everything uh, on the page, uh, and yeah, all of you go and uh, yeah, fucking everybody join. We've got almost a uh, hundred members now in just like a week or so. Hell Get yeah. more and more every day. And speaking of one hundred, this is the one hundredth episode of Sex and Other Human Activity. Yeah, this <laughs> is fifty with me and you. Though. Yeah, they, they, but still, 50 together. It doesn't feel like we've done 50. No, it's 50. really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's like four years since Roundtable started. Marcus, we've been staring at each other, talking into a microphone for a really long time. A really long time. <laughs> it's been fucking great. It's been great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't do it without you. Wouldn't want to do it without yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I definitely couldn't do it without you. I don't know how to use the computer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, let's move on to uh, to a question. Uh, this is uh, she she wants to be called Wolfie. I love it. Yeah, I love Wolfie. Strong, <laughs> strong woman. Also, I'm watching Game of Thrones right now, so it's definitely like Wolfie. It's like fuck yeah, wolves. Yeah, dire wolves. Oh my god. Mm. Well. Can we call you Dire Wolfie? Is that fine? <laughs> we just hybrid it. Think, dire Wolfie. Yeah, I think we're gonna just have to go with Dire All right, Wolfie. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Says, hey guys, uh, you guys are so amazing. Get out, Dire Wolfie. It says, I listened to last podcast, Top Hat, Roundtable, and Page 7, as well as the podcast that I'm sending in this for. I was diagnosed about two months ago with severe depression, severe anxiety, and borderline personality disorder. I'm 15, and I was stuck in an inpatient facility for about eight days. My mood dropped due to something incredibly stupid that I did. Oh, oh. what? Sorry, it's a really big spider. Kill it. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, now we're back. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I had to kill a spider. Oh, my God. I'm was... a man. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I have a problem with spiders. <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right. All right. Let's get Hurry. back to it. It's all right. So this is, okay, I'm going to start from the beginning. I had to be taken out of school because I was being bullied so badly. That was about two years ago. I've been homeschooled since. Also, around the time I got pulled out, I started cutting myself. I'm now clean, but when my parents found out, my dad pretty much abandoned me. After the incident, I never went over to his house, and he never even tried to call me. Also, around that time, I met a boy online. Dangerous, I know. He became the only thing that was good in my life. So for about two years, we've been dating. I live in Alabama, and he lives in Louisiana, so we we aren't very far apart. The reason why I was put in the facility was because just before New Year's, I met this boy in person. My mom didn't know about him visiting me because I was scared to tell her. Anyway, I knew the dangers of online dating, and I stayed close to my house in case I needed to run inside, but the boy was who he said he was. He's 17, by the way. He only stayed for two days, and I had to sneak out of the house at night to spend time with him. We ended up having sex in his car while he was here, and after we went back home, he got in trouble with his parents and the cops. He was forced to break up with me by his parents, and that's what caused my depression to get so much worse. I was thinking of committing suicide and was very close to starting to cut again. Me and him are together again now, and my mom knows about the whole ordeal. The problem I'm having is that his mom hates me because she thinks I'm an attention seeker and that I just want to play the princess and have him come save me, which isn't true. I want her to at least trust that I'm not a bad person like she thinks I am, but I don't know how to go about it. She owns a bar and she's and she's extremely intimidating and I'm shy and extremely weak so I can barely talk to her over the phone. I want to toughen up so I don't break down crying every time I get off the phone with her, and I want to be able to talk to her like I normally would without squeaking out just a few words. I don't know how to fix this problem or even just tough through it. Any advice? Dire Wolfie. Well, you got a lot going against you. Yeah. We're, I- we're going to say that right off. Uh, depression, anxiety... Uh, especially borderline personality disorder is nothing to fuck around with. I honestly, I understand that this dude is someone that you really love. You know, you lost your virginity with him, it seems like. And, you know, that is an attachment that is hard to break. Well, it's an attachment that'll be with you for the rest of your life. Right. Unfortunately, it's hard to gain confidence towards someone that is pecking at you when you don't have the confidence, you don't have self-confidence. Yeah. Especially with borderline personality disorder, that is not something to fuck with. No. You got to start taking care of you. You've had a hard time, especially getting, like not being in school anymore and getting homeschooled. With borderline personality disorder, you need stability in your life. And right now it doesn't seem like you have much. No. And especially with him not being close to you, it's probably not going to get stable anytime soon. And if you want to continue with this relationship, it's hard to gain trust in him and for him to have trust in you. And also this woman that doesn't know you at all. Yeah. And from the outside, it seems like, oh, she's some crazy girl that was in a facility, even though you're not, because she doesn't know you. Yeah. But to protect her son... That's how she has to react. Unfortunately, not saying she's right, but that's a hard thing to change in a mother. It really is. It's an almost, it's a damn near impossible thing to change in a mother, you know? I had some sort of like weird, nothing anywhere close to as like, you know, intense as this, but I gotta say, I had an internet girlfriend when I was about your age. Yeah. Oh, her name was Erin and she lived in Apple Valley, Minnesota. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Did you ever meet Erin? Not once. Yeah. No, of course not. You know, I was bad with girls and, you know, I couldn't, you know, talk to them or anything like that. We met on ICQ. Uh-huh. I don't know what that is. It is was like a very, a Skype? it was a very old chat pro. It okay. was like a prior to AOL Instant Messenger. It's like you uh, just found people randomly, and when you got a little message, it went hello. 
And it was very <laughs> cute. And uh, yeah, it was just like a random thing. And then we started talking. It's like, oh, you like smashing pumpkins? I really like smashing pumpkins. Uh, but, you know, we still we got pretty close. As or as close as you can get with someone on the internet. And uh, so I sent her a VHS tape that I had recorded on the family camcorder that was just me kind of driving around my town and being like, hey, you know, this is where I live. Just wanted to show you and all that. And her mom found the tape. Like, I mailed it to her, and her mom found it and fucking flipped out. Absolutely flipped out. Even though I'm a nice boy. But it from was a, a mother's perspective. It was, yeah, from a mother. Like, I'm a nice boy. The video was very nice. It wasn't weird at all. There was nothing weird about it. It was just me driving around in a car filming stuff. Uh, and saying like, hey, this is where I go to school. This is, you know, where my parents work and, and shit like that. And even something that light, even something that innocent still made her mom freak out. Uh, so, you know, if you've got some problems that you're dealing with and her his mother knows that you've got some problems to deal with, you've got an even bigger hurdle to get over. Well, especially you started your relationship in a way of mistrust as well Mm -hmm. because he left and didn't tell her about it and she she didn't know about you your mother didn't know about him that's a hard thing to get past especially as a mother when you have kids teenage kids Mm -hmm. and it's not your fault no she just sees you as a threat but you got to remember you got to take care of yourself too when are you going to be with this guy can he just can he be a friend that you guys see every once in a while and you hook up yeah. rather than having a boyfriend that's that far away and have it be a little more casual. And I understand the need that you have. Uh, I mean, you have a need for a human connection. You understandable. Know, you're, you're understandable. You're homeschooled, you know, so you're not going to meet boys at school like other kids do. Uh, you probably, I mean, I'm guessing you probably don't have a whole lot of friends uh, outside, like in your town. Uh, so I know a lot of people who don't have a whole lot of friends and don't have a whole lot of uh, opportunities for connections. They form those connections online. Uh, and yes, you are really, really fucking lucky that this that didn't go... he was go, who he said he was. That he was who he said he was. You're really lucky with that. Uh, not as, you know, it's not as bad as like in the old, like Wild West, uh, the old days of the Wild West of the internet. When yeah, when was, you couldn't even see a person online. Yeah, when you couldn't see anything. Uh, but still, you're you're pretty lucky that, uh, that this worked out for you. Uh, but still, you know, this is, it's never, I mean, I, I hate to say, but this is never going to be what you want it to be. You know, especially, it's never going to be stable. Right. It's, you know, uh, her, his mother might not ever like you because most parents don't like the people that their teenage sons or daughters date. Even if you were living right next door to each other. Yeah. And even <laughs> if you were perfect, right. you, even if you were a cheerleader, you know, not even, that, that means that you're perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> not, I mean, but I mean, when I say like cheerleader, I mean like conventionally perfect, right, like right. the types of things. Like TV that, perfect. TV perfect. Exactly. Like that's, you know, even if that, then, you know, the mother is, you know, if she's, if she owns a bar and let me tell you, I know I've known a couple of women throughout the years that have owned bars salty salty real salty very because she has to she has to be yeah that's the profession that she doesn't trust anybody no that's how she survives that's how her business survives is that that, yeah women who own bars even more than men uh i mean cutthroat yeah cutthroat salty women uh and that's especially usually they work and are around men a lot more frequently so especially as someone also that i mean completely different profession but i'm around men a lot and sometimes it's hard for me to trust women and coming at it from a woman that's not around other women it's probably hard to trust you yeah especially if you if you can't get to know her you can't be close to her yeah you can't really come over for dinner you know right like the types of things that people normally do to kind of get to know the um the parents you can't really do that um but You know, I know uh, some people that, you know, kids, you know, there are, you know, teenagers that are around that age, um, like kind of how 
they do it that where the parents still feel uh, good about it is that the parents talk about it. Uh, is that the uh, like the father will call the father? My brother has a teenage son. Uh, he's about like fifteen, and that's kind of how they do it. Like he's got a little girlfriend out there. You know, but she lives a long ways away. Right. And so the parents get to get like they call each other and they are like, all right, we'll meet here at at this point. And, you know, and, you know, the kids will hang out and we'll do whatever we do. uh, And, you know, they'll have their time together and it'll be cool. And so that his mother will get to know your mother, which it sounds like you didn't mention anything about your mom in here being terrible. You know, you didn't mention anything about her not taking care of you or not being supportive of you. And in fact, if she took you out of school uh, to homeschool you, then she probably cares about you. And also put you into a facility when you were at your lowest. When you needed to be in a facility. When you needed it. And that is a mother that is listening. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, that's definitely a mother that's listening. Uh, and his, and his mother, yeah, she's going to be a salty dog. You know, don't, don't have any, uh, and your mom knows about, and, and your mom knows about it as well. So, you know, try to start over. You know, try, you know, it definitely started off on the wrong foot. It started off in a clandestine way, which makes both of your, parents mistrust uh the other person like he your mother mistrusts him uh and his mother mistrusts you so you're just gonna have to start over if you want this to be you know some semblance of uh stable then talk to your mom and say hey listen you know why don't why don't you call her up you know and also, but you're also going to have to be careful because kids are very protective, you know, or parents are very protective over their kids. Uh, so you got to make sure that it's not going to be one of those things like, hey, mom, this other mom thinks I'm kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, you got to, you got to talk, you know, put yeah. it, do it with finesse. Yeah, do it with finesse. You, you can't go in like and just say like, yeah, she thinks I suck. So uh, could you tell her that I don't suck? <laughs> uh, because then your mom's going to get defensive and your mom's going to immediately not like her. Right. Uh, so trying to work out some way where there's a, uh, a detente, as they say. Also, as a side conquest for you, I think that you should start building your confidence in other ways besides just through this guy. Yeah. I think maybe, especially like with Mark was saying with homeschool, that you're not around other kids your age. Uh, I, when I worked at the movie theater for a little while, like a lot of the homeschool kids worked at the movie theater. It's a great way to meet kids your age. You make a little bit of money. You don't work that often. If you're able to get or work at or volunteer at the library or, or do something else where you're around kids your age so that you can... When you're saying, like, when you talk to his mom that you only squeak out a few words, you know, it's because you don't believe in yourself. And you just got to start making more friends and talking to people or be forced to talk to people, especially when you're behind the counter at a movie theater or something like that. You're forced to talk to people and it will give you confidence that or and definitely if you are able to maybe through that facility you went to start talking to someone that will definitely help with your borderline personality disorder because... Mm especially when it comes to borderlines, it's hard to evaluate a relationship yeah. because your idea of love and closeness and emotions are skewed. Yeah, You sometimes think that things are, that you're a lot closer with someone or that someone distrusts you or, so, or that you push people away because your perspective is skewed. Because borderline personality disorder is a very serious mental illness. Yeah, it's it's very serious, and I hear they've been making strides lately they in have, treating yeah. it. Like they've really been I mean, for for the longest time. You know, borderline was something like they they just looked at as almost not not necessarily impossible to treat, but very very difficult to treat. But they have been making strides recently in actually treating this thing. Uh, so do not give up hope on that, uh, and do not think that there's anything permanently broken about no. you. There isn't. There really isn't. It's and just that, talking to yourself. It's keeping in touch of like, okay, I see this like this, but is this really how it is, mm-hmm. or is this how my mind is seeing it? Because especially if you're not able to talk to like other teenagers your own age, then 
you don't know how you're supposed to think at 15. Yeah. You know, like you need people around you to be like, okay, no, we all feel this way. Yeah, yeah, no, we all feel this way. We're all crazy. Because <laughs> I mean, it's hard at 15. You're, yeah. you're all over the place. You're like rocket shipping into adulthood right then. Like yeah. you are now an adult. Yeah. It's fucking, it's weird and it's hard and it's continue going to continue to be weird and hard, you know, and just, you know, and, and just know that, you know, your journey is probably going to be weirder and harder than most other people's, just like mine is, just like Jackie's is, you know, our journeys, people like us, it, it's, it's weirder. You know, the, the types of things that we go through aren't, you know, necessarily the same types of things that other people go through. We just have to find our own path. And that's what you need to do. You need to find your own path. Find out how life works out for you. And this is the time in your life when you should start uh, trying to figure that out. Yeah, you're not going to figure it out you. anytime soon. Uh, you know, 15, you're a long way from figuring out uh, how you want to live life and how you should live life. But now's the time to start. Uh, and if and if you get there, you know what? Not if you will get there. You will get there. You're, you're gonna you're gonna get there, but it's gonna take a long time, and it's gonna take a lot of work, uh, and you're gonna have to put more work into it than other people do. Um, but just so long as you know that, and just so long as you know at an early age. Uh, and you start doing this, yeah, at you're an early starting age, early. Like you have yeah. a jump on a lot of people. It's like, you know that there are things you have to work harder on, but now you just got to take care of it Yeah, and you will succeed. You're starting early. You can do this. You know, you're going to get into college. You're going to flourish. You're going to do whatever you want to do. You just got to find yourself. Yeah. You know, you got to take care of yourself. You just got to set yourself on a path and you're going to do it, man. You've already, I mean, you've, you've reached out to someone, you know, you've reached out to us. And you're aware. Yeah. You're aware of what's going on inside you at 15. Yeah. You're already oh. way ahead of the fucking game, yeah, which Jesus is awesome. Christ. I mean, all I was thinking when I was 15 was just girls. Yeah. That's I it. I was just drugs, 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 <laughs> drugs, drugs, drugs. Okay, well, like, yeah. girls and drinking, girls yeah. and drink. Like, it was just, that's all That's all it was. And then, you know, and the depression started coming, you know, later on. But at 15, yeah, yeah, you know, like, there was nothing going on. In my head, nothing. So good at all. for you. You're already ahead of the game. You're gonna do so well. Please let us know how everything goes. I hope you can deal with this salty woman. Yeah, and don't call yourself extremely weak. You're not. You're not extremely weak. You call yourself Wolfie for God's sakes. <laughs> it's like that's and, fucking awesome. And you're taking care of yourself. And you know why you're not extremely weak? Because you used to cut and you don't anymore. Good for fucking you, man. Good for fucking you. You are so you're you are better than that. You are worth more than that. And committing suicide is not an option. You are too strong of a fucking person. Way too strong. You contemplated it and you didn't fucking do it. And that uh we've all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. And you know what? Here we are now talking yeah. Yeah. and doing it. And living our lives fucking, because that's what we're fucking put here for. Goddamn right. All right. All right. Well, that'll do us for this week. Uh, if you've got any questions or comments, uh, email us at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. If you've got anything to say about anything that we've said today, uh, yeah, shoot us an email. Be sure to join the Facebook page. Uh, keep posting. Fuck, keep posting live philosophies. It's keep posting awesome. Like, it's happy, positive. Yeah. We need it. Uh, yeah, we need it. We need it. We absolutely fucking need it. And I'm loving it, man. Uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. <laughs> I'm Marcus Parks. Goodbye, I feel everybody. feel like I'm covered in spiders. I know. You've been fucking freaking for the last while. <laughs>